Studios deep inside the secret bee cave. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham. It's my favorite story. This Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. And then the league's gone. Like it's the it's the collision of both worlds. The sports world, which is big, obviously. It's not as big as you know, Taylor Swift. But then you have the collision of the pop world. They're all just combining. It's a it's a the worlds are colliding, and it's it's turned into just just one big giant story. Can we talk about in more the NFL pop culture real quick? Yeah, I think Usher sucks for a halftime show. Got a lot of hits. I was yeah, but they're not like I was going to try to do an Usher like music bed with the highlights yesterday. It's just not for a halftime show. Like he has a lot of bangers. Like he has a lot of great songs. They're all so slow. Do you yeah, have any on your slow. iPod? I don't know. What is your uh, what is your medium of consuming music? Spotify usually. Okay. Do you have any Usher? No. Spotify? Then how can None. you know he has a bunch of because he used jams. because he used to. Mm. Well, like, but that's what they that's what the NFL still wants to capitalize on. Yeah, but like nothing is upbeat. It's like all of his best stuff, in my opinion, is slow. It's too slow. I'm like he ain't gonna do it. What's he gonna do? Confessions. I think at I was gonna finish with yeah. I had an Usher CD in middle school. I did too. I did. I I'm, I did, and I was never cool. I don't know why I had Usher CD, but I did. OMG, he's, there's, he has some, he has upbeat stuff too, but I mean, it's the fact as, that the NFL is trying to capitalize stuff. on like, not like a flash in the pan, they're still trying to hang on to their target audience in their minds of adults that are, are a little older too, so they're going to get the bust of both worlds as much as they can. So do you like it? What a step down. I, th- I think it's fine. Uh, King of Twitch says, Joe, the halftime show is targeted for the women, buddy. I mean, was... Throughout the buddy word. I mean, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, 50 Cent. Snoop's big with the women. I just feel like that was targeted for everyone. That was a good show. It was gender neutral. Yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with King of Twitch here. King of Twitch still owes me a gift card, too, by the way. Uh, Astros play a baseball game later tonight. Dusty Baker's still trying to deliberate on what his lineup's going to look like. He, Astros lineup's still not posted. Christian Javier is on the mound for the Houston Astros as they try to take the series with a win tonight. George Kirby's on the mound for Seattle, another tough pitcher. Um, Astros unless, will have their hands full. feels like he didn't have it, then he might just bow it early. Yeah, that was not a great look for no. George Kirby. I would uh, – this is going to sound hyperbolic and rash. I would be trying to exit out of George Kirby in the offseason. If I could flip George Kirby for, like, a really good bat, see a George Kirby. Like, I, I don't want that attitude on my team. I, I'm being dead that, serious. Yeah. Like, I no, can't win with that kind of guy. From a competitive standpoint, that, that's why you saw so many greats of the game come back out and say, what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. That's a bad look. That I always go to the Kelvin Cato card for a guy that just didn't have it. That's a second Kelvin Cato reference. Yeah. I like that. Because it really bothers me that a guy that had so much talent didn't love the game and didn't care about it, just knew he could make money at it. That's what you, if you're in the locker room with that guy, you question if the game's on the line or he's got to make a – is he going to want to do it? Is he, is he capable of doing it? Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. 713-780-ESPN. All right. Astros, would it be worse making the playoffs as a wild card and getting bounced or not making it at all? Man, I think not making it all. Uh, I think the fact that at least you got your way in, people realize that it's not as embarrassing. But if you're the reigning World Series champs and you don't make it into the playoffs, I think that a lot of people are going to be a lot more upset. There's still plenty of finger pointing that's going on. We've seen it. We know that the panic button was pushed going into last night's game already. There were some people that thought that it was already over, but at the same time, if they find a way to get in, 
then I think people will say at least they saved some face. And then depending on how that series goes, you can say that, hey, with all that they had to overcome, at least they made the playoffs and they gave it a, gave it a shot. But if they don't make the playoffs at all, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have a whole offseason to be really, really, really upset. Yeah, I, this is this to me is a silly question. Like, sweet, you, what was this? You? Yeah. I thought I might have actually done this. No, yeah, I, I don't like this yeah. question. I, I like I don't know how you even entertain the idea of missing the playoffs is better than making the playoffs. Like, is there is there other people thinking this way? Like, I, missing the playoffs is better than making the playoffs and being bounced I early. Heard, I, I, so, some of the guys at the gym. The, the reason why I came up with some of the guys at the gym were like, "This is so embarrassing. This pisses me off so badly on a daily basis. I'd rather they not like the, make the playoffs." I said, "Are you kidding me?" Like, if they get in, they got a chance. So whether they get there or not, at least they qualified and they had a chance that a lot of teams don't have. And they're like, no, seriously, no. It's so it's so pathetic that this team is where they're at right now. I'd rather they not make the playoffs at all. And there was a couple other guys that were agreeing, and I was just sitting there shaking my head going, I can't believe that we're having this conversation. Well, it's weird, too, because yeah, like, I, I, I don't think the results are any different. Like, if you want, like, if your idea is they don't make the playoffs and Dusty's gone, for sure, there's major changes within, like, maybe within the roster. I think if you get bounced in the wild card round, everything that would have happened if you missed the playoffs is still in play. Like it doesn't mean anything. If like, if you're worried that Dusty Baker is going to be back next year, whether they miss the playoffs or go home in the first round, he's gone. Plus, you have the hope of like making a run. Like that's the whole point mm-hmm. of being in the postseason is like the hope and the aspiration the that you like, make a run. And also, like if you want to look at it from an entertainment point of view, like because that's what sports are. Quite frankly, it's entertainment. Is it more entertaining to play postseason games, or is it less entertaining to play postseason games? It's more entertaining. Like yeah, those are more, those games. High stakes are fun. You have more time to be inc- just excruciatingly mad about everything that's happened, and you didn't even get a chance to play a playoff game. At least if you get in and you got a shot, whether it be a great shot or not. I think most people are okay. I, I think Dusty's gone as well unless they win the World Series. I, and I, th- I think this take, like, there are people who are going to have this take because there are people who had this take in 2020. And then they were major foot in mouth when they got to the ALCS. Like, there are going to be people who just say, like, I'd rather just not make the playoffs, just be done with it. I'm sick of this team. I don't want to deal with it because they think that the Astros are going to go into the playoffs and just get embarrassed. And, like, they're going to have a glimmer of hope next Tuesday when the playoffs start and they think it'll be over by Thursday. That's why I mentioned it. The COVID year was the best example of a team that as long as you've got a chance, anything can happen once you get to the postseason. And so if this team has, which has, it's not like you look at this team and it says, well, they have so many glaring deficiencies. If they get in, they're not going anywhere anyway. We've talked about it. As bad as everything's been with their pitching staff and, and, and as unpredictable as they've been, there's not a whole lot of teams that want the Houston Astros in a playoff series. Matt says those guys are the worst kind of quote fan. Uh, Slime says they deserve to, to make the run. That's what that's what you play the game for. Uh, a couple of textures on this seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. See, I think you should have put this on Bad Take Boulevard if people at your gym were talking about this because I don't know how missing the playoffs is ever better ever. Than I think, making I the think because the level of frustration, especially coming out of that Royal Series, was at an all time high for coming out of this golden era of Astros baseball or as it continues. I don't think anybody's ever felt like this in the last six and a half years, seven years to where suddenly it was like, I'm at my boiling point. Mm -hmm. At this point, I'm so ticked off at them. I don't even want them to get in. A lot of questions there. Uh, The first one that I have though is like, do you not think this team's capable of making a run? 
Because I think they are capable of making a run. Do I expect it? Eh, I don't know. Like, they've been playing some pretty lousy baseball. Looked much better yesterday. But, like, they have championship pedigree. They have players that have been clutch. They have a couple of guys at the top of the rotation that have a chance uh, to put a team on their back. So, it's, like, for me, it's I want to see what this team looks like once they get in. Like, are they the Rockets in 94-95 when they got, they, like, they weren't a good regular season team. They got into the postseason as a sixth seed. But championship pedigree, you have you navigate the most difficult playoff in NBA history. You beat a three seed, you beat a two seed, you beat a one seed, you beat a one seed. Like I need to see the Houston Astros have that opportunity. So I, I want to see them in the playoffs, I, even if you've like met that boiling. I point. think the fact is is that, that that you saw fire from that team. You didn't see any quit. You, yeah, okay. I, like, I think a lot of people look at this Astros team, and that's why they're at wit's end because they see too much talent to be this bad, especially against who they're playing. It's like the 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 carrot on the end of the string and you're dangling it, dangling it. And every now and then they let you get a little taste of it or get right around it no. so that you can see that that one performance where the offense breaks out or they win a game late, like the Orioles game. And you go, that's why I still, but a lot of people at a certain point after the Orioles game said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can see the frustration because this team has made you like pull your hair out and totally get that three, 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 eight. This is asinine making the playoffs is always better than not, except maybe the play in, in the NBA, Ah, I would still argue that's better uh, because even if you lose the play-in, you still get lotto ball. It depends on how good your team was. If you're a really good team that's ranked really highly at the start of the year and all you can muster is the the play-in game, I don't think there's a lot of people that feel good. If you're the Rockets that haven't been in the playoffs in a long period of time and suddenly you find yourself in a play-in, I think people are pretty uh, enthused. Yeah, but like it's this is team is you're talking about like having like the 16th pick in the major league draft or making the playoffs. Yeah, like making the playoffs is always the better option because you have a chance. Like there's all you need. Like the, the big bad team that everyone's scared of is now without two of their five starting rotation. The Atlanta Braves was supposed to be this power team that's going to stop everyone from winning the World Series. Going to stop the Astros if they get there. Max Fried's got a blister. Charlie Morton's hurt. Uh, Bryce Elder has a five plus ERA since the All Star break, and Spencer Strider's four plus since the All Star break. So, like, even like a team like the Braves, who everyone's scared of, like they're not the team they were before the break. The Astros make the playoffs; they have as good a chance to win the World Series as anybody. Chip in a chair. It's like that's all you need. By the way, Carlos Correa uh, close to coming back. The Twins said today, oh. and Royce Lewis is back. Those also. those mounds. Those two guys, those mounds will be visited. Those mounds will be visited. To have any chance at all, they got to have both those. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, Ocho. I don't want to be the team that uh, the defending champs who missed the playoffs the next season. That's a good point too. Like that's kind of a not that it like ruins anything, but you don't love being a defending champion that misses the playoffs. Like I said, you don't want to be on that list. Yeah. There's a list, and it ain't pretty. And you, you, if you're you know a fan of that team, or you've been on one of those teams, you don't want to be. When that's brought up, you don't want to be around the conversation. 6687 from someone who worked for the Astros, not making it all meant some time off. I can see why you worked. <laughs> not, not currently still working. And currently don't still work for the Astros because yeah, that's the attitude that Jim Crane would not be too pleased with. huh? 713-780-3776. Is it better to have loved and lost than not to have loved at all? Is it better for the Astros to miss the playoffs than make the playoffs and get ousted? 713-780-3776. Also, Will Anderson through three weeks has been what for you? 
It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. What do you need to do when you have a car accident? You need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm. It's a no-brainer. Well, you don't have the money. It doesn't matter because you don't have to pay until you win. That's the biggest thing, Jeremy. I mean, what people need to know is they need someone on their side immediately after an accident happens because whether you're thinking about a lawsuit, you think you're being wronged or you're being blamed and it's not your fault, or you just want to make sure you recoup all of the things that you're going to lose in the process of having to go through this from trying to get your car back to the way it was to making sure you don't mess any work time, a rental car if needed, and your expenses paid for if you have medical bills. That's why the Hollingsworth Law Firm is here for you. They, you don't pay them unless they win, and they plan on winning for you to get you everything you could possibly need and more. That's the best. Don't pay until you win. The team at Hollingsworth Law Firm will fight for what's rightfully yours. If you or someone you know has been injured in a wreck or other accident, give Hollingsworth Law Firm a call right now. 713-999-8773. 713-999-8773. Or just head to the website, carwrecktexas.com. That's Car Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. 6167, so you made it to the World Series four of six years, which means you were as, uh, ousted. Heck no, go as far as you can. So that's the uh, anti-make the playoffs thing, or miss the playoffs. One four zero three. year after the Saints won the Super Bowl, we lost to a Seahawks team that made the playoffs with a losing record, and Marshawn Lynch still running over our defense. Uh, getting embarrassed is still possible, but I agree, making the playoffs is better than missing. You still make the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. making the Always make the playoffs. Never miss the playoffs. Making the playoffs is better than missing the playoffs. I think every single time. Like I don't know if there's an exception, quite honestly. Zero five eight eight. My biggest frustration is how good this team could have been. They've been in the top quarter of teams in the league all year, even with how bad the season has been. How much it feels like we've been at the bottom of the league with the injuries and issues. The frustration is you had plenty of chances to run away with the division, and they have can't say that word. The bed over and over. I get it. But you make the playoffs and you win the World Series. Everything is forgiven. Everything is forgiven. The the thing to me that was so amazing about the conversation was the fact that this team, it doesn't have these glaring deficiencies where you're like, well, if you get in, they're going to get their ass beat anyway. They're just, they're they're not, there's no way they're getting out of the the, the first round. That's not the case. I mean, because of the injuries, because of what they've overcome, because of when you look at this roster and even bringing in a Justin Verlander when the pitching really, really looked like it was in dire straits, there's enough there for them to make another run. It's just that you never thought that you'd be sitting here watching this team, you know, succumb to a hundred lost teams in multiple series and, and then have to fight to get into the playoffs because of the fact they were in first place so late in the year. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's I know been a frustrating regular season. I know they're scuffling and like but like if if you polled fans from all the American League teams, their answer would be we want the Astros to miss the playoffs. Yep. Because they're all scared. Like Orioles fans, Rangers fans, they don't want to see the Astros in the playoffs because they know what they keep doing. So like if the if the opponents fans don't want to see you, you should probably want your team to be. That's what I said the, the teams don't want to see them. Yeah, no one wants to see the Astros in the playoffs. No one wants to go against Fromber Valdez and Justin Verlander. Like it doesn't matter what they've done in the regular season. No one wants to face Jordan Alvarez. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, Tucker, Altuve, the whole lineup for the most part, unless Dusty gets a hold of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have the opportunity to to make a run. So, yeah, get them in the dance. Give them a chip in a seat and see if they can do it. Uh, 9806 says the exception NFL draft picks. Not really. Like, if you're a team that's bordering on the playoffs, the opportunity cost of, like, making the playoffs versus missing the playoffs is what? Two spots, 
three spots. Now, if you win a round, it changes because they you know do the whole. If you win a round, you, you, you get further and further away from the first pick of the draft. But I'd rather make the playoffs in the NFL and cost myself three spots in the draft. I can tell you from living it last year. As bad and as up and down as the Packers were, the last game of the regular season on national TV, at home, in the cold, I said, all you got to do is get in. If you get in, you got Rodgers and you got a a pretty good team around him, they got a chance to make some noise. When they didn't get in, it sucked. It was awful. And it felt so much worse than if they at least made the playoffs and had a chance to, to do something. The fact that they went home... nothing else mattered. No matter how much you've owned the Bears forever and you've done what you did to sneak into winning a division, it sucked. I think there's lessons in the playoffs, too. Like, even if you lose, like, you learn. Like, it's it's different for a younger team, like you mentioned earlier, and a veteran team. Like, a veteran team that gets ousted in a wild-card series, there's probably not as many lessons to be learned. Because you're feeling it might be over. Yeah, as opposed well, to the starting of an era, right? If you if you get in as a young team, right. the, the Astros in 15. I don't think they're going to feel like it's over, though. Like, if the Astros miss the playoffs, I don't think they're not going the into next spring training and like, oh, yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. Not the Astros specifically, but it's how you lose, too. It's, it's like if you go down and you feel like th- there's a team out there, there's been plenty of teams where they've made a run and they've been really good for a long time and they've been formidable. And then all of a sudden you see them scratching and clawing to try and at the very end get desperate to win. And you're like, this is probably the end of it. This is where we start the rebuild. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's feeling that way about the Astros. No, I'm not saying about the Astros, but I'm saying this is in sports where if you're thinking about it, if you feel like you're just going to get embarrassed getting in, you got a bunch of older guys and you realize that the offseason is probably going to see a totally different roster the next year and it's probably not going to be something that you like, then you realize maybe it's better to just take you know, just not even get there at all because you're not going anywhere. I'm can't, not saying it's about it. the Astros. Can't no, but I can't do it. Period. Like if I'm any team ever, like where it's better if we don't make the playoffs. I don't think it's ever better if you miss the playoffs yeah, unless than you make have, the playoffs. Unless you have like the number one pick, I'm. You want to be a playoff team? Like honestly, unless you're getting Caleb Williams this year in the NFL. Well, that's that's a little different story because we're talking about you're late in the year. You're right on the cusp of being a playoff team. So this isn't the conversation of you're the last wild card or you have the first pick in the NFL no, draft. I, I'm just saying this in general, a- like if you're not going to make the playoffs, then like I want you to be the worst team yeah. in the league. If you're like the goal is to make the playoffs, you either need to be in the dance or be so far out of it mm-hmm. you can get there in the future. The like, best results are like one through the last playoff spot. And then the worst record in the league. Yeah. Like, because now you have the first pick or you have the most lot of like, balls. I, I don't want to be a 500 football team that's 7-9 uh-uh. and, and and has the 13th pick in the draft where you can't get a top player. You can't like you can't make the playoffs. Like You're just a nothing. You're in, you're in no man's land. That's the old adage that mediocrity gets you nowhere in yeah. professional sports. You either got to suck really bad or be really, really good. I think it's how you win. Like The Astros had to definitely do it. Luno had to do it for a very, very long time. Uh, 713-780-3776. Reminder, uh, car wreck of the day. If there's some bad car wrecks of the day in the sports world. Make sure you nominate those. See who we give that out to. Joe George has already been nominated. He might what? be the second Why? recipient of the car wreck of the day. You had a bad take earlier. Shocker. I forgot which one it was, but I did write it down, so we'll get to it later. Uh, what have you made of Will Anderson so far through three games? I think he's been very good. I think that he hasn't been on everybody's radar because he hasn't had what a lot of people chart as big plays. Like, he's the block field goal, he's had a sack. But overall, I think people's expectations are they chart it by, well, how many sacks? How many interceptions? How many turnovers? 
But the fact that when you watch him on film and you watch how defenses have to pay attention to him, you watch how much havoc he can wreak by just by going all over the defensive line and moving and, and being relentless on plays, the block field goal on top of that, the sack on top of that, but how many plays he disrupts, how many plays he's in the backfield, and how many tackles he can make where he doesn't give up on a play, you know that he's a very, very good football player that's going to get better. I think that the common fan doesn't see a lot of that, so they're expecting it hasn't been great because he hasn't had all this many sacks and stuff like that. You can't expect a kid like that, to, no matter how good you are, to get a sack a week. No, a sack a week's too much. He's had one sack in three. He's yeah. been sackless uh, the last two games. but did have that highlight play where he blocked the field goal, which was a really good play by Will Anderson. Uh, nice to see them using him in special teams where he can do something like that. I think that Will Anderson's good. Like already right now, I'm talking relative to the rest of the NFL, Will Anderson's good. I think Will Anderson's in the second best defensive rookie. He hasn't been as good as Jalen Carter. I don't think that would be fair to say. And I think Will Anderson has the potential to be really good. I think Will Anderson has the potential to someday, it's not now, someday be a top 10 edge rusher in the NFL. So I'm I'm good with where Will Anderson's at. I'm pretty famously or infamously, however you want to look at it, opposed to the trade that Nick Casario made on draft day. Uh, So I'm probably always going to be that critic and look at the other what could have been. Like, I just told you my love for C.J. Stroud. What would this offense look like with Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta in it? I I I think I'd rather have Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta than Will Anderson. I hated the draft day trade as well. Um, I think we were two of the only ones that were adamant the very next day, and we were the... You know, the the black cloud raining on everybody's parade for getting the two top picks. But I think that he has not lived up to what most people had were grandiose and maybe unattainable expectations for him. And on the flip side, Stroud has more than surpassed what the expectations were coming in. So I think that that's where you can draw the line. I think he's he's a very good football player that's going to get better. But I, I don't think that he's, for, in most people's minds, that he's lived up to what they've expected in, in the first year, no matter what, because of what they did, the move they made, and where he was taken. Yeah, 6167, all you have to do is disrupt. I agree with that. And, like, well, Anderson has some disruptive plays in this Jacksonville game. He hit the running back a couple times, two or three times, like right in the backfield that led to either no gain or a very small gain. That's disruptive. Uh, there was a specific third and like medium to long situation where Will Anderson got into the backfield, flushed Trevor Lawrence out of the pocket, and Lawrence, he scrambled. He tried to run for the first down, got nowhere close. You have to tip your cap to Will Anderson on that play. So I think Will Anderson's been good. I think Will Anderson has potential to be top 10 uh, defensive end good. At the same time... Do I salivate about an offense that features C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, and wherever that first-round pick lands next year? Like You're talking about an elite offense if you hold on to 12 and 33 and you go Gibbs and Laporta. Like, do you want Gibbs, Laporta, and wherever your pick lands next year, or do you want Will Anderson? Like, That's the question you have to ask yourself. That's why it's a difficult question. I like Every week that goes by, I like Will Anderson a little more, a little more, a little more. I'm getting further and further away from hating that trade. But at the same time, if you ask me right now today, with C.J. Stroud as your quarterback and an offense that I think would be borderline like like flirting with elite at some point, would you rather have Anderson versus Gibbs Laporta in that first rounder next year? I rather have Gibbs Laporta in that first rounder next year. Why I also think that Will Anderson has a chance to be a top ten defensive end. Yeah, but I think that when you start talking about the impact and the value of the picks, when you think about the fact that if, if Will Anderson could be a top ten defensive end in this league, that's great. But if you could have either the draft capital that comes with Caleb Williams 
then you're talking about a lot of, of, of more substantial return instead of what you gave up to get a guy that's a top 10 edge rusher and, and, and you could get more. Or you could get Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with C.J. Stroud. I think we're out of that conversation, though. I think the Texans are going to win at least six games. I don't know. If, I hope you're right. But even still, I'm just saying, though, if you had kept your pick, you could have more value by, by keeping your own pick, I think, because I don't think I don't think it's going to be that far off, but I think hanging onto the Cleveland pick is one thing. But I think that you maybe have someone that might have been more impactful. And they've granted they've only won one game. Now it's great to have see have the grandiose expectations you have for the quarterback, but as a team, well, you can hang your head on the fact the schedule's not great. For it's not that in uh, looks that 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 difficult. But I'm not sure that the team is ready to win. Six seven games this year. No think, matter how good your quarterback yeah, shows, I, I just still I feel like if you win five or six games this year, and you had your first round pick next year, you'd be looking at the draft saying, "I really hope that the edge rusher from Florida State falls to us." Well, Jared Versak, yeah, and like instead you have Will Anderson, and you're good to go. And like that, like but you also gave up several other picks that could have helped you. Yeah, but to win a Super Bowl, like in the in the long term, having an elite pass rusher is going to be important to this team. Well, he's not there now. yet, though. But I think he will be. He's, like, he's got I, a shot. I, I think he will be. I think I don't know if he'll ever be. I'm not saying he's going to be one of the Bosa brothers, but like he can be like in that next tier. If he's not a Bosa brother, that's a lot to give up for a not Bosa brother. That's true, but the Bosa brothers also are like they're like Mahomes. But didn't you way. say <laughs> that like I mean, not you specifically, but the city whenever they made the trade that he would have to be an elite defensive end to justify the like what you traded? Yeah, because you needed to better your whole roster. You needed the quality of those picks. To, to, to strengthen the entire roster, add depth, add talent, add so much that you haven't had. But I, I just, it's always like, I, Will Anderson, I believe in him. I don't believe in Nick Casario to draft someone at 12. So, like, frankly, because of what he's done for me lately, that's fair. I like the Will Anderson pick because he's not going to take Laporta at 12 or later on. He's not going to take Gibbs. He's going to take a bust like he's done with his other first round picks. Like, he it looks like, I think he's two for two in this draft and it might save his job forever. Yeah, I mean he's had some other other good picks though. I mean Tank looks like a really good pick. Oh, for sure, Nico looks like great. a good trade up. Petrie, Pierce, maybe no, that was great. And I still think Mechie's like he's been he's been getting involved going along lately yep. too, and he's been uh, he's been looking good whenever they've they've started using him a little bit more. A lot of people want to weigh in on this seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Also, rookie quarterback power rankings, first round rookie quarterback power rankings. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Hey, before we go to the break, another word from MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the place that you need to be if you want to put money down on games and you want to feel like your money is safe and secure. It ain't going anywhere, and you don't have to either if you want to bet on games or get into any kind of casino games because live dealers are standing by when there aren't any games that interest you going on. And maybe in the middle of the night, you're bored, you can't sleep, you want to play some blackjack or you want to play some poker. You can do it right there at MyBookie.ag. But the biggest thing is is the fact that they're reliable. They're trustworthy. They've been in business for over a decade. They ain't going anywhere, and neither is your money. And when you win, they're going to pay out. And the promo they got going on right now is whether you're an existing subscriber or you're just signing up at mybookie.ag for the first time, they're going to take care of you with an added bonus in your account. Put at least 50 bucks in your account, whether you're a first-time subscriber or you're coming back, and you could get up to $200 extra in your account. That's huge because now with the extra money, there's more games to be played, more chances to win. And if you cash in, the fact is is that bonus money, as long as you rebet it one time, if you win it, you can take it out, 
Do with it as you like. It's fantastic. It's all because you use the promo code BET975. That's how you get the extra money. When you put the money in your account, there's going to be a, a, a possibility for you, and they're going to ask you for a code. When you look and put in the code, put in BET975, that is the door that gets opened for you to get the extra money and have more chances to win. Absolutely fantastic. That's why I always tell you it's the only place you need to go when you're looking to bet on college football, pro football, baseball, coming down the stretch in the playoffs, soccer, UFC, and so much more. When you know that there's a sporting event going on and you think there's a chance you want to bet on it, you go to mybookie.ag, you remember that promo code BET975, and you have more chances to win. It's really that simple. That's why I always tell you, bet anything. QCKinetics.com. Time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Get to the uh, Will Anderson conversation in just a moment. This shouldn't take long. 713-780-3776. First round rookie quarterback power rankings. Blankers, go. C.J. Stroud, Richardson, Young. I'm done. That's it. Only three for yeah. I'm with you. That's Will mine Levis. by far. Yep. Uh, it's not a first round rookie. So oh, that's right. You can't put him in this group because he's not a he first was round rookie. In it before the draft, he was. He was projected to go sixth overall according to Vegas <laughs> right before the draft, and then slid to 33. Unbelievable fall. Uh, what do you got here, Joe George? It's the, it's the same. same. It's easy. It's easy right now, right? Yeah, and, and honestly, it's 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 not even close. Ooh, I don't think it's close anymore. I think. Uh, last week it was. Well, I had Richardson number one last week. Well, yeah, but when Richardson sits yeah, I, out, I yeah. was Stroud one last week. So, like for me, it's, I just think that he's he's been the better quarterback than Richardson, and I know Richardson's had some. He can run the ball great. Maybe I'm just like scorned towards running quarterbacks. His coach like, makes him look. Better. I don't like running quarterbacks. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's just not like these guys are going to have issues staying up, it's like staying healthy. His his coach does make him better, but that's part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's that's just is. Like Andy Reid makes Pat Mahomes look better. Like if, right, but I'm just yeah, I'm just saying if I'm rank, rank ranking them on just overall talent and ability, I, I think CJ Stroud has more talent and more ability overall, more well rounded in every aspect we've talked about. But I think that in that system and maximizing his talents, that's the reason why he's in the he's in this discussion. Do you think that Mahomes has more talent than Josh Allen? Ooh, like as a thrower of the football? Like as a pure specimen, I think Josh Allen's a better specimen. He's faster. He's bigger. He's better at taking hits. He's got a bigger arm than Pat Mahomes does. Yeah, but, still, but Pat Mahomes is a far better quarterback. Like Mahomes. And I he, think Andy Reid's part of that equation. But Mahomes is like he knows what to do with, with his throws that Josh yeah, Allen but, can't. Josh Allen can only throw a fastball. Intangible. And I also believe that if you put Stroud on the Colts, that he would have similar success. If you put Richardson on the Texans, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that he'd be near have done nearly what he's done to this no, point. No, I, I agree with you. But I don't know if you can discount a player's prowess because of the system they're in. Like no, to I'm me, just, that's I'm part getting... of the grade. You know what I mean? Because like you're not like you're not you never look at that with Pat Mahomes. You're never like, well, what if Pat Mahomes was in a Matt Eberflus offense? Like you don't you don't do that. No, but the fact that Look, it was the perfect match, and it was a, a coach that had already had experience with a athletic running quarterback putting a system around him. And you're right; it, it should it shouldn't define either guy. I and it matters in the, in how you rate them. But I, I just think overall, because of the fact that Stroud's shown me that he's a 
his longevity is going to be there no matter what because of how polished he is. Yeah. And I don't know if Richardson's going to get there if he was in a different system. I, I have yeah. serious doubts. And, and that's why, like, for me, it's it's Ben Stroud, number one, for this group. Because, like, look what he's done with, with Nico Collins. Yeah, I thought Richardson outplayed Stroud through two weeks. Through three weeks, it's not even close. Yeah, because, like, like, think what, like, what would Michael Pittman been do, be doing right now if C.J. Stroud was his quarterback? Like, Michael Pittman is a guy who's shown he's got a ton of talent, but he's never had a quarterback to throw him the ball. He was really good for Richardson week one and pretty good for those guys in week two and three, but, like, he doesn't have a guy that can throw him open the way that C.J. can. No. Like, yeah. it's just, I think, I think C.J., he's been so I impressive. I mean, Pittman's been pretty darn good. 897, 856, 977. That's kind of my point, is, like, I think he's been pretty good. But I think he would be even better if CJ was throwing him the ball. I actually think his production would drop because, because CJ all- wouldn't wouldn't target him as much. Like that's I think fair. I think Richardson and Minshew are like that's who we're going with no matter what. But they or also Stroud's going to read the defense and yeah. throw it to who's open. And those guys just like they, their offense is so big. Like they run the ball and they throw short. Yeah, I kind of I love their offense. I'm not going to lie. Like I love RPO elements. I think it's confusing for defenses. I think it's highly effective. I think, I think he definitely huge keeps numbers. DC's guessing throughout the game with the way he's able to mix it up. I think that's. I don't know. It, it remains to be seen if that can that can win a Super Bowl. It almost did last year. I know it's very it's, very, very close. Yeah. Very very close. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Some of the textures and uh, one sided Dre on the Twitch are uh, nitpicking the Jameer Gibbs at twelve. I'm not saying the Texans would have picked Jameer Gibbs at twelve. I'm not saying I would have picked Jameer Gibbs at twelve. And I know that Nick Casario would not have picked Jameer Gibbs at twelve. But if Jameer Gibbs goes out to be an unbelievable player. We are going to look back. The city, not like us specifically. They're going to look back. Texans fans are like, man, what could have been if we went with Jameer Gibbs at number 12? And Jameer Gibbs with C.J. Stroud is very, very enticing because I'm a huge fan of Jameer Gibbs. 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. J.C., you're in the hive. What's up, J.C.? Hey, what's up, guys? So looking at this, I, I see how everyone else has seen it, but I also look at the fact that we got to give Will Anderson a little bit of time to show what he's going to be. Like you said, he can have top 10 talent, but he's also got to have talent around him to show how successful he can be. J.J. had other people around him, so he wasn't getting triple teamed every play. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Clowney at one point. We had Merciless on the other side. We, we had help for him. So he was right now people are targeting him. You broke out there. in the backfield. Gotcha, Jason. You're breaking out there a little bit. I, I get the point. Help, help, Will Anderson. I, I ultimately think that you're right. They they knew they do need to add talent to the defensive side of the ball. Now, I would I would argue, JC, and, and differ from the whole like the other team is game planning for like you're game planning for everybody. I have not seen many double teams on Will Anderson. Like, yeah, you see tight end or running back chips, things like that. But Will Anderson's not getting double teamed on a routine basis. And I actually think this defensive line's underrated. I think this defensive line, the front four, is actually pretty good. I think Will Anderson, John Grenard, good on the edges. I think Rankins and Malik Collins combined to be like a top 10 interior defensive line in football. So I actually think Anderson has more help than any of us are willing to give credit. I do, but I also think that if you gave Will Anderson a chance to play in Philadelphia's defensive scheme, he could go run rough shot and be extremely disruptive. Yeah, but that's also one of the maybe the best defensive line in football. That's what I'm saying. But, but, yeah. but on the flip side, if you put Carter on this defensive line, I think he'd still have success. He might have more success because of the fact that he has so much talent around him that they can't really concentrate on him as much as the other guys that are more disruptive at this point in their careers. 
Yeah, it's tough to know. Like, I think whoever's in that Eagle defense is going to perform better because there's just more talent, right? Like, there's way more talent on the defensive line. I actually think the Texans front four is underrated. I, I, I do. I think Will Anderson's solid as a rookie. I think he's going to be really good someday. I think John Grenard's playing much like he did two years ago mm-hmm. versus last year. And Malik Collins and what they have up front and Sheldon Rankin, like, they're legit. I'm telling you. Like, no, they I love when they brought in Rankins. Pressure. I thought he was exactly what they needed because they just got run right over last year and those two guys have done a hell of a job trying to clog the middle yeah the indie game wasn't pretty with the way that the Colts were able to rush the football but overall I think that they're a huge step up from what the way they played a year ago. yeah I like the front four honestly five one eight zero I would have passed on Stroud and drafted Anderson sign a vet at quarterback until the next draft there's quarterbacks in most drafts and the next draft looks quarterback heavy I believe I would have agreed with this logic. In fact, it's what I wanted to do. I wanted Anderson at two and then just figure out the rest of the draft when the, your picks is your picking. Um, in hindsight, that's so wrong because, look, we C.J. All, Stroud could be the best player in this draft. So we said none of us could have seen and, and didn't see coming the C.J. Stroud, Lances of the World, and all the guys that break down the draft morning, noon, and night and, and are experts. No one could have seen this. Or if they did, then C.J. Stroud would have been the hands-down number one pick in the whole draft. Uh, 6860, there's still a chance that the Browns pick is higher than the Texans pick next year. Would the trade be a win then? I compartmentalize those. I, the, what the Texans did with Arizona and what you owe, which, what you're owed from Cleveland to me are two totally different conversations. I think you have to look at each in two different vacuums. Uh, I would also argue that the pick is not going to be higher. The Browns defense no. is going to keep them in every single game that they play. Yeah, they're a really talented team. And if Deshaun doesn't shoot them in the foot and he plays like he played last week, they still have enough talent, even by, with losing Chubb, to do enough to, to, to win more football games and be a more complete team. Quad seven, is John Mechie healthy? Yeah, he's playing more. He's getting more and more snaps. I, it was interesting to me. He was on the kick return team as like a blocker. I didn't see that. Yeah, he was on every single kickoff return. It was weird. Uh, but they gave him the, like, they threw him the ball on a couple of wide receiver mm-hmm. screens. They're trying to get him involved. He had one really good catch. In, when he ran over after, a guy yeah. at the sideline. He like probably should have been a five yard gain, turned it into a ten yard yeah. gain. Like yep. he's he's very small sample. They're easing him back into things, but Mechie's been legit. I think that's part of it too, was he might have been given a clean bill of health to practice and play again, but to kind of get that endurance back and that that football endurance and that strength back and everything, I think that's a longer period of time before you get him there, and maybe he's getting closer to that now. Yeah, I, I do. I do think that. And like I don't think he's anywhere close to cracking the top three receivers on this team. Like, that's very clearly Nico Woods and uh, Tank. But if and when Noah Brown comes back, I think John Mechie's ahead of Noah Brown. I know Brown's a great blocker, but Noah Brown would be my five after John Mechie. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right for right now. I think you're absolutely right. There's definitely no way he's cracking the top three. You're done with Noah Brown? It was week one, and, like, it's just, it's, I mean, look, it's not Tom Savage to Sean Watson bad. Uh But the idea of the fact that they rolled Noah Brown out there week one and what we've seen from Tank Dell week two and three is a joke. It, it is. It's it, a bad it's, take. It's, 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 a, it's a total bad decision, and there is no way he should play for this team again uh, without injuries. Like I, he's, 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 I think he's your number five receiver. Yeah, but like how often does the fifth guy get out there? Not I mean, often, but he's active. Him. Yeah, he's active, but like he's not a starter. He's not one of no. the three best receivers on this team. He might not want to be, be one of the four best if he keeps getting better. He's a body. And some people would, yeah. would also argue, well, Xavier Hutchinson, and over Noah Brown. I think that could be a discussion as well. Uh, Brown would be my number five right now, though, and active on game days. But you're right. Turn into shouldn't something. play a bunch of snaps. Noah Brown? Yeah, no, Hutchinson. 
Uh, he's got a chance. He's yeah. got a big body. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of reminds me of Nico a little, a little bit. bit. Like in terms of size. All Indeed. right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Get those nominees in for the car wreck of the day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Joe's nominated. We got some other nominees as well. What's been the biggest car wreck of the day? 713-780-3776. Also, we'll get you ready for Astros Game 2 in Seattle. What's wrong with Dusty's lineup? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. Uh, Christian Javier on the mount. Is Christian Javier back? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And Andrew is out there. Andrew Carlson's out there, and he was like, "Whatever crappy music you play for Javier, whatever." Like, and it's like, time out, man. We gave him an ultimatum last time, and he stepped up. He pitched great, so yeah. the song worked. He, he didn't want to lose the song. He's good. AC's looking really good today. Really good. Uh, Javier, I mean, he was he was lights out last night. Pitch punched out eleven, match the season high. You got to give him. He's got he got he earned suavemente for at least one more start. Elvis Crespo, what's He'll up? Be his last again. his last two starts were good. So yeah, let's get another one tonight. That's right. Eh, was his last start good? Two starts ago. The second Kansas one was City? the one before that. The Yankees. He's got no. no, no it was the Royals. It was the Royals. Three runs, yeah. two earned over yeah. five. Eh, it's fine. It's good enough. I, I think he got great. himself into trouble and then like got out of it. Like it could have been far worse, but yeah, if I remember correctly. Because he had six base runners over five. Yeah, I think at this point we're pot committed to songs. No more, no changing. He gave up two dongs. We'll reevaluate in the off season if we need okay. to make changes. I'm in. I'm in. I like that idea. Uh, Dusty's lineup is out. Javier nine and four, four sixty four ERA. George Kirby, soft George Kirby, eleven and ten, three fifty eight ERA. Astros lineup. Dusty did what I wanted him to do yesterday. Uh, Altuve at second, Bregman at third, Jordan plays left field. Wow. Kyle Tucker's in right. Jose Abreu at first. Yiner Diaz DHs. Chaz McCormick in center for the first time in about two weeks. Jeremy Pena at short. Martin Maldonado catches. I like it a lot. I think it's about as good as you could ask for with knowing, behind the dish. knowing that Maldi's going to yep. catch Christian Javier. Because it it's the same conversation as yesterday. If they play Jordan Alvarez in the outfield, you get a better offensive player in with Yiner over Dubon. Now, Dubon had a had a game yesterday he that did. helped you. But give me Yiner Diaz over the aggregate instead of Mauricio Dubon. So, this is I like this lineup from, from Dusty. You can nitpick the, the batting order, Abreu over Yiner, Abreu over McCormick. But, hey, I like this nine with Christian Javier and conceding the fact that Maldi has to catch. You guys agree with this, Dr. Dre on 290 said the Astros need a new ace for next year. Nope. A Welcome number two would be great. Like, Welcome what are we bad, talking about Welcome here? to Bad Take Boulevard. That's where awful. Are you, where are you getting that? He said it on Twitch. On Twitch. No, no, no. Where, where are you acquiring a number one and number oh, two? Yeah. I believe you guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't. I think it's, like Snell. <laughs> I think it's it, it's a completely asinine statement to make when you've got Fromber, who's still for the regular season, and, and what he's shown you is enough to believe he ain't going anywhere. And Verlander, Verlander's a, a good number two, like. I don't know, aside from where you're getting it, why do you need that? You could use a, a bat. You could do a lot of different things. You could lose, use back end of the, the starting rotation help as well, possibly. But you are getting pitchers back. But I don't see that the, the, the glaring need or where you focus is trying to get an ace or a two. Dre, I've never said anything bad about you. Just oh, re- stop it. <laughs> just, just understand what's happening right now. All right, nominees for our Car Wreck of the Day, because it is time for our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. I... This is the car wreck of the day brought to you by 
CarWreckTexas.com. Oh, what do you have for an I thought when the screech noise happened, I thought Joe looked like he was turning the steering wheel real quick, like he was actually no, in the car. That was Tony turning the steering wheel. Um, somebody. Mine right away, <laughs> the car wreck of the day is the Seattle fan base for doing what they did to Jose Altuve. I thought it was a Bush League move. I know that we differ on this a little bit. The, the clown right behind home plate that was on his phone being disinterested <laughs> for every minute of the game until Altuve got hit and he decided to stand up and start applauding. Dude should just get... <clears throat> completely annihilated on Twitter. <laughs> annihilated on Twitter. Astros fans with the way that they go after people. Let's kill them. <clears throat> no, but they should go giddy. <laughs> Joe, were you here last year whenever Seattle, uh, I, I aggravated Seattle. I don't know I don't know why people no, think I, I aggravate people. I, I don't do that. I never aggravate no. anybody. I, I aggravated at, Seattle. Oh, they uh, they got my home address I was and put it on at, Twitter. I was obviously working at the other place, but we were aware. Oh, really? The, the people that are there that are friends with you as well, we, it was a topic of discussion. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you guys see Jeremy get Branham making waves. Yeah, they got my address. Uh, it was They never sent anything. I was hoping they would send me you know, a replica space needle or That's something brutal. stupid like that. Or maybe some mediocre... Seattle coffee. Seattle's best. More like Seattle's worst. Uh, Virginia nom- nominated you, Joe. Oh, shocker. He nominated you. He said that you're the car wreck of the day for saying that uh, Jason Kelsey is the more popular Kelsey brother. <laughs> Which is dumb. I, I kind of... I, I'm. Both of these are good. We differ a little bit on the Seattle thing. I don't mind them cheering Altuve getting hit. But if you're going to cheer Altuve getting hit, you can't be mad when a Major League Baseball Twitter account puts a broom graphic on Twitter. Like, it's soft. If you're going to be a tough guy, be a tough guy. Don't be soft on Twitter. Um, but this nominee from Virginia is pretty good. It's fine. About you saying that uh, Jason Kelsey's the more popular, which you have no merit on that either. I like Jason way. Kelsey more. He's funnier. Well, that means you personally, but yeah. to say that yeah, the entire world dumb. and nation think that. It is dumb. But it's, it's dumb. dumb. Okay, it is dumb. it's dumb. Then we'll nominate Joel. For what? Why am I dumb? Because you didn't get the bit. You didn't get the Travis Kelsey bit. Yeah. What if I played along with the bit? You yeah. guys do this crap to me all the time. Well, now I know that me? you weren't playing along because you're a little upset about you're it. Me I dumb? Get, no, I'll defend myself. God forbid that happens. No, no, but you kind of talked out of both sides of your mouth a little bit. You said that you were playing along with a bit, but then you're like, you always get me with this crap. So no, I said, like... but you guys always try and get me with stuff like this. Did we try or My... were we successful today? I don't think you were successful. My actual nomination, I'll do a, I, I hate the NFL and ESPN for this stupid Usher? double-header NFL on yeah, Monday Night Football. They're not staggered. It makes no sense. Put one of these on the West Coast. Like, what are we doing having a score bug of another game in the top left corner? Yeah. It's not a good viewing experience. Is it fair to say that instead of, like, when you have one good game that you really stay dialed into, because of the going back and forth and because of the distraction, you end up just basically kind of, especially like last night, just kind of going, I don't care mode on either game. And the thing is, like, it's two weeks in a row, none of the games have been good. Nope. So it's not like you've had one game that can take your attention away from the other no, game. they've all been bad. They All four games have been terrible. We have how many more of these? Three? I guess yeah, there's so. five total for five the year, weeks, I right? Yeah. yeah, I think we have three more. I'm not a huge fan. I wish they would stagger for three yeah, hours. Yeah, I think this is a bad idea. I- Plus, with the Astros game on, Houston was already tuning out. But I'm like, at least give me something compelling. Monday night always gets the short end. Cause Sunday night football is the big, the big game that they give the matchups to. But like the fact that you don't stagger and that both games, if they're not hyper interesting right from the jump you kind of lose interest in both plus it yeah. feels like they're sabotaging their own ra- like their own ratings that's right like you're getting two games at the exact same time like you're going to ha- you're sharing the audience as opposed to staggering it more and you get one collective giant audience uh more it, nominees for that yeah. go ahead well it's just cuz like the only counter to that would be that because they're within the same family 
They're on ABC and ESPN. That like the fan bases of those teams are watching on their own game. Like they're watching their own game. You know, I, still, I still feel like you're sharing you the audience, are. though. Yeah, like but maybe you, you're, you they, get them longer if you spread it out over more time. Like our I Buccaneers think. fans or at watching, one compelling game as opposed to two games that you yeah. just like. To yeah, they, one they've they've gotten unlucky with the compelling nature of it's the like games. It's like the new Thursday night football. They've just been bad. Yeah, they have been bad. More nominees for Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com zero one seven zero. I'd like to nominate Sergio Perez. For the car wreck of the day after his crashes in the Japanese Grand Prix. Oh, we're taking this literal. I got a very literal. I got home the other day and was watching that. My wife made me turn it off. She didn't like the sound of the racing cars in the Grand Prix. I was like, all right, it's late. Uh, total Dallas, car wreck of the day. Dolphins, Broncos, massive pile up. Cars are still crashing onto the backside. Did you see some of those pictures where, like, the Broncos were just, like, all laying on the ground as either receipt Raheem Mostert or Devin Achan are just running, running all over down the shot. field? By the defense. Is it Devin or is it Devon? Devon. I get confused because <laughs> it was it was Devin A-Chain until yesterday, and now it's Devon A-Chain. I can't. He changed can't his it. name from after he played well on Sunday. He changed the, pronunci- the pronunciation of his own name. I'm, I'm he, just... went from Devin, he went from Devin A-Chain to Devon A-Chain overnight, and we're all supposed to know this? Maybe he should be the car wreck of the day. Shout, hey. shout out Fort Ben Marshall. Tony Dors- Dorsett. At Pittsburgh, went to Tony Dorsett with the Cowboys. Did he really? Yep. And oh, Joe, I didn't know that. Joe Theismann was Joe Theismann until he was up for the Heisman, <laughs> and they reprenet- Then they started pronouncing it Theismann. That's pretty smart. I think that's, actually, that's a pretty that's smart one. That's a market for that's, Joey's Notre Dame game. That's, that's a good. pretty smart one. I think the winner is pretty easy. I think it's Mariners fans. No, 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 no. I think the winner's you. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. You tried to pull a fast one. My vote is with Joe George. I get to decide this one. Yeah, you kind of do. Or you can go with a wild card and go vote. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know. We haven't decided. We have to have like a collective winner. Des- yeah, go- decided today. We can I, rotate I, on who goes first, et cetera, et cetera. You can decide it today. Because Joe never sides with me anyway. I, I think that Joe yeah. absolutely gets mm. it. I never side with you either. But hey. Well, well in, in who said it, you do enough that we win. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. All right, that's our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreck.com. Make sure you call Hollingsworth Law Firm. Whenever you or anybody you know get into a Car Wreck, 713-999-8773 or CarWreckTexas.com. It's going to do it for us. Thanks to Joe George doing all the hard work. He's blank. on Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Joe George, next with the bullpen on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.